This is John Fraser, and you are listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Hello, yes, it's six wins from six games for the Super Whites as Alexander Manchegovic headed in his 20th goal of the season to give the Whites a hard-fought three points away at Peterborough. Mitro's on fire, your defence is cheddified. He's just too good. Baldo, Dylan and Wigo are here with me, so get your cheese boards out, kick back and relax as we shoot the breeze about the match at London Road on Saturday. The port and cheese revolution. My name is Matt Boisclair and this is your Fulham Farmhouse Feta Focus podcast. Come on! Lads, um, thoughts on that cheese board picture before we go before we start? I was rather annoyed there wasn't any. Um, uh, I was rather annoyed there was only Baby Bell on it because that is the ultimate cheese in the world. It is the, it's it's <laughs> Baby say. Bell, Laughing Cow. Then there's a long drop off until you get to number three in my listing. Anyway, squirty cheese, all that sort of stuff. Just in case anybody listening didn't see it, there was a photo circulating on social media on Saturday with some Fulham fans heading up to Peterborough. With a cheese board on the train and a um, and a bottle of port as well, so fair play to whoever that was. Um, all right, let's let's come on to it then. So as always, lads, your immediate reaction to this performance and this result, please. The headline is, of course, that Mitro's reached twenty goals in just seventeen games. He scored in six consecutive games. Two Wigo. Yep, brilliant. Uh, it's great to have Mitro. Obviously, he's a big game player. And, you know, you need him for the big moments. And those three points could be crucial at the end of the season. You know, you have to grind out results like this one to appreciate the big results. So, you know, all right, we might not have scored seven this week. We scored one, but we still take the three points. And, you know, we're putting a bit of daylight between us and West Brom in third. So, yeah, really happy with it. And how's your hangover, mate? Last time I saw you was uh, disappearing off into the night at King's Cross. Oh, I felt awful. <laughs> Good. So you should. So you should. You carried on for a bit, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, about I got about midnight. So not too long. Not too much longer. So not too bad. Yeah. Celebrations. How about you, Dylan? Yeah, I'm all right this morning, feeling good. I mean, yesterday, not the best performance, but we got the three points, and that's the most important thing, I think. Sign of a good team is when when you can win when you're not playing at your best. So I think that's what we're starting to do now. But six six wins on the bounce. Uh, no goals conceded since the QPR game. What's not to love, really? And Mitrovic, 20 goals in 17 games now. Absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, I think it's all fantastic. You know, we know, we, you know we've said it, that it's not always going to be an easy thing in a championship. And, you know, there are no easy games, Blackburn aside, obviously. But when you're up against a side that will, you know, that are that, you know, that big an underdog against you and they are going to uh, defend and make it hard for you, then it's up to the team to sort of, you know, show show what they can do because they're going to need that, you know, that mental toughness going all the way, all the way through the season. So it's one of those, we need it, you know, we needed a game like that after the run we've been on just to say, right, it's not all going to be rainbows and sunshine. The fact that we are going to have tough games and this is how we get our way out of it. You know, that that's exactly what we needed. And we came out the other side of it uh, with, with uh, three decent points. 
Yeah, Dylan, you mentioned it a minute ago about the defence. And of course, that's that's the other headline from this game as well, how well we're doing defensively. Five clean sheets in a row. The last goal we conceded was QPR at home. Even without toasting for the last two games, Michael Hector's done a decent job, as I expected him to. Yeah, I thought he looked a little bit flat-footed at some time yesterday, but that's probably just due to a lack of sharpness. Obviously, he's not been in the team for ages. I couldn't even tell you when his last appearance was uh, in the league. Um, before the uh, Blackburn game. But I thought, yeah, he's done a really good job. And then Tim Ream is dependable as ever, just on hand to clear up when things get a little bit too much. But I thought we marshalled um, Clark Harris very well yesterday, sort of minimised the threat. He had a couple of a couple of attempts that were well saved by Rodak. I think that's probably the most that he's had to do in a game since he came into the team, I'd say. But, you know, he, he seems to do really well as well. So it's all positive signs. And, but, yeah, confidence going forwards. This is what Michael Hector does, though, isn't it? He doesn't play for ages. Then he steps in and just solidifies the defence. I mean, last last time when he came in after um, after not being allowed to play for the first few months of the season because he didn't quite sign in time, um, he obviously changed things around. We were looked much a much better defensive unit when he came in. But this time he's just come in and it's been seamless, hasn't it, Wigo? Last couple of games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, brilliant. It's the players around him as well. You've got to give credit to them. He's mm. slotted in very nicely, which is what we needed. We, you know, we need to keep this run of form going. And Hector has been brilliant. All right, some of his passing hasn't been great, to be fair. But, you know, quite a few gave the ball away stupidly yesterday. Um, so you can kind of let him off. But can't knock it. Two clean sheets in a row. Him and Ream, we know they work well together. They've done it before. And they're doing it again. So definitely stick with him for the Barnsley game in a couple of weeks, I reckon. If he's, you know away on international... I don't know if he's been called up, has he? To Jamaica. Yeah. No, not sure. Well, not sure. If if he's back and he's fine, then, yeah, I'd start him again at Bar- against Barnsley. Thing is, at the moment, Baldo, we are... We, we, we've talked about the depth in this squad quite a lot, but now what we've got is players within the squad who aren't necessarily in the first team, but who are match fit and they're ready to go as well because they've been in and around the squad. They've played a few games... So it's it's such a healthy position to be in, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and it you know puts you in a great position in case there's any you know unforeseen circumstances. We know that you know the world that we're in, and you know uh, the troubles that we had um, last season when it was it was Tottenham away, wasn't it? When the whole thing got scheduled. So if anything does happen at the last minute, you know there's a whole different thing. You know when Tosin sent off, and you know you've got a week to plan. So right, who do we have? Do we have Hector? Do we have? A door is slipping into centre, or do we have Alfie Morrison? You know, there's there's different that. But should anything happen, you know, in the last minute, or someone's injured in the warm up, then we know that these players are there, ready to go. So it's you know, it's it's a credit to you know the squad that's been put together, and you know Marco Silva in the way that he's managed it in getting everyone to this position. So it, it's a credit to his management as well as the players themselves. Yeah. The first half wasn't much to write home about, let's be honest. We had about 3,000 Fulham fans up there and we were in fine voice throughout. And when I woke up this morning, the first voice note that I sent, I thought, oh, I think I've been doing some shouting yesterday. I <laughs> had a very, very gravelly throat this morning. Um, but from Peterborough's side, if they had somebody who could finish, they might have found themselves in front of the break. They hit the bar from a good position. Then Marek Rodak made a good low stop after Dennis Adoy went to ground and was quite lucky not to concede a penalty. We've talked a lot about how well defensively we've been playing, but perhaps we got a little bit lucky at Peterborough not to concede. What do you reckon, Dylan? Yeah, I thought we were lucky to go in at half-time with the scores nil-nil, to be fair. I thought they looked a lot more potent than us in the first half. 
I just think that Mitrovic was sort of a little bit cut off. But then our our defence wasn't, it didn't look as stable as it has done in recent times, even though we didn't concede. Uh, it wasn't a 10 out of 10 performance. Obviously, Dennis Adoy picked up that yellow card. Um, but yeah, I just thought, I just thought they, if they had a decent finisher, then we would we would have been punished. We'd be punished for performances like that against better teams, I think. So it's obviously yeah. important over the international break. Those are the sort of things we need to work on. And I think it will come, obviously. Hector coming into the back line hasn't unsettled it, but it's sort of it's sort of a new dynamic compared to Tosin. I know they've all been there for a while, but um I guess it could make a difference. But yeah, I think I think against better teams, if we play like that, we will get punished. But then we just have to sort of rely then on our attackers to get the job done going forwards, which um, happened yesterday. But um, yeah, it could have been better, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't actually notice that Dennis Adoy was on a yellow card, uh, but he got taken off at half time, didn't he? Presumably because he was a red card waiting to happen, especially the way he did slide in on on that guy when they had that chance that that Rodak saved. Um, but Kenny Tete came on for him at the break. Um, and I just assumed it was either right. Let's get Kenny Tete forty-five minutes, or let's you know let's let's just firm up that back line. But in all honesty, it was probably just to save the red card. But I, I think now Kenny Tete's had a forty-five minute uh, performance at, at Peterborough. I think that's him back in the side. What do you reckon, Wigo? I, I, I think Dennis Adoy will be uh, used from the bench from now on. Yeah, potentially. I mean, Dennis has done quite well lately. You know, we've in the good run of form. Everyone's played well. I think, and I think Adoy has done well and I feel sorry for him to be dropped but Tete is a better player that's just how it is and he was on fire before he got injured um, the problem is with Kenny Tete is that we know he's got an injury in him he's had quite a few since he's joined the club so it's um, going to be interesting to see how long he lasts again before getting injured because I do think it will happen and we'll have to call on Adoy but um, yeah Adoy's been brilliant. Tete played quite well second half yesterday. And yeah, I think it is his time to come back in now. Give him a couple of weeks to sort of rest up, just work on his fitness fully and then get in the starting lineup for the Barnsley game. And Baldo, this is probably the most involved Marek Rodak's been. I think Dylan, you said that a moment ago, actually. It's the most he's been involved since his return to the side. Right before half-time, he did well to beat a free kick away. Uh, but it's a sign of a quality keeper to stay alert and earn your money when you need it because the last few games... He's had a couple of bits to do, a couple of bog standard saves to make, but he was much more involved and he's he's still on his toes and he's he's still alert and that, that's the main thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it, he's a reliable pair of hands. I just want to quickly touch on that was his fifth yellow card of the season, so I think automatically he is out of the Barnsley game. Assuming, assuming rules haven't changed or anything. Yeah, Adoy. Yeah, so right, he's out okay. of the Barnsley. So it probably will be more than likely Tene, uh, Kenny Tete back for that. But as you but on Rodak, yeah, it's a sign. It, just goes to show it's one of the you know maybe annoying things you know even though we are second but there were a couple of you know nervy moments to start the season that haven't been great you just want to think you know where could we have been you know similar to Mitrovic last year you know where could we have been could we put up a better fight if Rodak had been in goal all season um you know it's great that we're in the position we are now but think how much better we could be if it were you know if Rodak was back in the team he's he showed what quality keeper is you know especially as you say the fact that he hasn't had much to do, you know, for the past for the past couple of games, not just, you know, in the you know in the first twenty minutes or so, but the past couple of games he's been quite quiet. Um, so the fact that he's in, you know, in the form that he's in is it's just so it's just so important. And the fact that we can be, you know, we can rely on him so much in the circumstances. Yeah, quite. 
Uh, our best and perhaps only chance of the first half came in injury time when Niskan Scabano smashed high and wide after some brilliant work from Harry Wilson to, to put him through on goal. Um, if Cabano was just a little bit wide, to be honest. He should probably have hit the target, but the odds were against him on this one, weren't they, Dylan? I'd say. Yeah, he's he's not he's not a natural finisher, I, I wouldn't yeah. say. But he's a, he's been on a decent run of goal scoring form lately. But yeah, I think I think the sort of margins were just against him on this one. I mean, we, it was sort of a, a half chance in the scheme of the game. I'd say it's not one that you'd usually expect him to finish. But in the first half, that was all he had really. Mm. Quite disappointing that it came. So close to the end of the half. I mean, uh, yeah, it was a bit of a non-event the first half, but uh, yeah, it wasn't. I don't know it was it's, ever going to score that for me. It just goes to show that it's not going to be total football all the way this season. But you know, sometimes you just have to grind out these results. Yeah, and it's good that we can sort of mix up. We've definitely got the options within the squad to sort of play a few different styles. And I would say that Marco Silva is probably capable of tactically switching as well you know there's some managers who have one style of football or only have the players for one style of football where he seems like he'd be able to adapt and use the players to sort of change tactics when when it's required yeah absolutely uh Wigo the Peterborough keeper David Cornell was getting a bit of stick for his more than passing resemblance to our very own Tim Ream pretty sure that was you that started that wasn't it actually I think it was me that started it and you that shouted it, to be fair, <laughs> the whole game. <laughs> you're just kind a of, shit, kind just of a shit. You're just a shit Tim Ream. I enjoyed it. It was great. Yeah. He did, though. And he, even, he was even number 13 as well. It was hilarious. I know. It was scary, actually, when he walked over. I was like, oh, bloody hell, he really does look like him. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does. Um, it was his scuffed goal kick that gave Mitro his first sniff of goal. Um, and Cornell made a decent save from that one, actually, to down to his uh, down to his left. Um, there wasn't a great deal of service to the big man for the majority of the game, though, was there? No, not really. He was obviously quiet first half, really. Um, didn't have much to do. And uh, I reckon he probably expected to be busy yesterday. You know, we like to have a lot of shots on goal. And we just weren't at the races in the first half. All right, fair enough. Second half, we really did turn up and sort of start to put the pressure on them. But... Um, yeah, a couple of saves and picking the ball out the net. And that was kind of his afternoon. Off he went, you know, and that was about it. So, um, but him picking the ball out the net is enough for out the net is enough for us. So, uh, yeah. yeah, happy with that. Um, but yeah, he played quite well, made some good saves, the keeper. Mm. So uh, I feel a bit sorry for him. Yeah, he made a, um, I feel a bit sorry for him. He made another good save from Mitro from a, a chance that was set up for him by Harry Wilson. Then Mitro set up Bobby Reed, and Bobby Reed just snatched at the shot and put it wide. But not, but having not had much in the way of decent attacks in the first half, we we really began to put Peterborough under pressure in the second half, didn't we, Dylan? There, there was a, a period before we scored when it just felt like we were really beginning to turn the screw, and it was really now or never, wasn't it? Yeah, we were knocking at the door for ages, and I think that the goal was definitely coming. I mean, their keeper made a few good saves, to be fair, and sort of kept them in it for a while. But I, I felt like the goal was always coming, but then it did get to a stage, sort of in the five ten minutes before the goal, where you start looking at the clock and you realise, well, if we're going to score, it's got to be in the next 20 minutes. Otherwise, we're going to leave here with just one point instead of three. And it's, oh, so I think it's good that we scored when we did. Yeah, and absolutely. Another goal for Mitrovic, obviously. There was an interesting substitution made by Marco Silva when he uh, when he took Seri off and put Tom Kearney on. It kind of worked, though, I suppose, didn't it? What do you think the, the thinking was behind that? Um, I think he just wanted to... Gets on the front foot a bit more. Obviously, Seri's very good, but going forward, I'm not quite sure he's got the same sort of credentials as Tom Kearney. Obviously, he's a different player 
Um, I was I was have to say when he made the substitution, I was surprised it wasn't Reed that came off, uh, as in Bobby Decadova Reed, not Harrison Reed. Uh, I just thought yesterday I didn't really. I don't know about you, but I didn't really think Reed did much, and I was a bit surprised that he was left on. But I guess when you're trying to get the winner, he's more likely to get you it than um, Seri. So, yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a, a strange substitution, but it works. So I'm not going to question the decision. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, let's come on to that goal then. It was no surprise when it when it did finally come. Created in the Democratic Republic of Congo, finished in Serbia. Talk me through the goal, lads. Yeah, well, it happened in front of me, actually, not in front of me. Obviously, I was I was to the side of the pitch, but Cabano crosses the ball. Um, and then I think he was sort of standing in line with Mitrovic when he crossed it because I just I saw him cross it and then I just saw the next thing I knew, the ball was in the net and I presumed it must have been Mitrovic who scored. But it was a great a great header, sort of quite a narrow angle um, across the keeper and then into the, into the side of the net. And, you know... 20 goals this season, 17 games. Some absolutely emmental numbers, I think you could call them. <laughs> yeah, quite, quite. Um, I don't really know what happened with that goal, but I, I said to um, I said to Wigo at half-time, if we score, because we were sat right on the aisle, if we score, we're going down that aisle and we're going down the front. And we scored, and uh, all I remember, I remember having my arms all over Wigo, jumping up and down, like hugging him. And then the next thing I know, I thought, shit, we're going to be going down the front. So I tried to make my way down the front and just ended up on my back. You'd have loved it, Baldo. I know how much you love it when people fall over when there's a goal. Only when it's necessary. And I would argue that was not a necessary amount of limbs, shall we say, as the, ter- as the term is. Yeah. Uh, but on the goal itself, I think we need to sort of give some credit to uh, Cabano for putting the cross in on his left foot. Um, because I know it's been... Uh, sort of the uh, the way Marco Silva plays is, you know, Harry Wilson, who is left-footed, is is on the right, and Cabana, who's right-footed, is on the left, and you know, occasionally they switch. But it just goes to show that he is good with both feet as well, because you know, in that situation, the Peterborough defender is probably thinking, oh, he's right foot, just keep him on his left, keep him on his left, you know, get rid of the danger. But then for him to pluck up, uh, to pluck up that cross from there, from that from that angle as well, right from the byline, uh, pretty impressive. But then, you know, what can you say? What what else can you say about Mitra? He's you run out of words to scrub. I think the number that sort of, you know, we're talking about 20 goals in, in 17 games or whatever. The number that sort of stuck out to me, it was, I think it may have been uh, Matt Dom put into the group chat um, during the whole frenzy afterward. It's to break the championship record uh, broken by, you know, that bloke at Hounslow Town. He has 12 goals to get and he has 29 games to do it. That's the number that, that impresses me. Just, it makes you just, wow, so much... You know, even if he has a bad run of form, he's got so much time in which to do it. I think it is probably pretty inevitable, barring some disastrous injury, which we, you know, knock on wood, we don't get. But it just makes me think that record is surely got to be there for the taking for him. I, I can't see any way that he doesn't break it this year. Yeah, brilliant header, brilliant goal, mental in the away end. Not too much more to add about it, really. <laughs> it was, if you think it's been sort of, talked about pretty nicely you know it was we needed that goal and we were patient about it in the second half and do I think we deserve to win the game overall Mm, I'm not too sure based on first half but um we take it and it was a brilliant header and that man was in the right place and well done to Cabano for putting it straight on Mitrovic's head um yeah and it just sent the away the away end just absolutely erupted and it was brilliant to be in Question mark over the marking, or was it just good movement from Mitro to lose his man? I don't know. I've 
can't really remember. I think <laughs> it's probably good movement from Mitro, isn't it? We know how intelligent he is. Um, so I'll give all the credit to Mitro on this one. Might as well. Might as well. I love it. Oh, I can't really remember, mate. Fuck it. We're just recording a podcast about it. I can't remember the goal, though. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, moments after the goal, Cabano almost added a second, but his shot from distance was well saved by Tim Ream. Sorry, David Cornell. Uh, but then came the other key moment of the match. Johnson Clark Harris got in behind the Fulham defence and his shot looked to be going into the back of the net. Um, and I was just waiting. When he got in, I was just waiting for the net to bulge. And it came back off the inside of the post. And I thought, ah, oh, you're tossy, you've missed. But seeing it from the other angle, what a save, Marit Rodek. Yeah, what a save. I mean, I was in this sort of side stand with about 12 other Fulham fans in the away section, I must, I must add. Um, yeah. But yeah, they were all celebrating and it was like, you heard them go, yes. And then you uh, realise it at the inside of the post. And I breathed the biggest sigh of relief ever because I just thought that's going to be a to be a long journey back home if if we if we somehow lose it not lose it but uh, lose the three points of the death but yeah so grateful it sort of uh came off the yeah inside of the post what a save from Rodak I mean he's in, he's in great form and even when even though he hasn't had much to do when he's been needed he's uh he sort of got us out of the uh the mud a little bit which is uh which is great to see um he's uh he's a great keeper and yeah I'm very thankful for that save yesterday yeah the only blot on the copy paper for this game is that Mitrovic did go off injured right at the end. Um, he uh, he looked over to the bench and did the, the whole rolling hands thing um, and went off. And <laughs> Alfie Mawson came on. It was a very Scotty Parker-esque substitution, taking off your centre forward for a defender. Um, but sensible, I suppose, at that point in the game, because we were in injury time. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean... He didn't go straight down the tunnel. He came over and acknowledged the fans at the end, as he always does, and he looked all right. So hopefully it was just precautionary. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's just precautionary. He's played a lot of games. He's played a lot of games recently. Um, been in great form. And it's probably just one of those where if you take him off, um, he'll, um, he's just saving his legs, I guess. And he's got two weeks to sort of rest and recover. Yes, he's got some football for Serbia, but hopefully he won't start both of those games. Yeah, I'd say it's just precautionary. And then with Alfie Mawson coming onto the pitch, we have got that set-piece threat, which Mitrovic <laughs> will really provide. That is true. I reckon if Alfie Mawson took a free kick shooting towards either of those goals, then he would have cleared the stand. Did oh, he would end up in the river. Stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, of course, Bournemouth, they hammered Swansea 4-0. West Brom only managed to point at home to Middlesbrough, though, in Neil Warnock's last game in charge, which means that we're now six points clear of the baggies in third place. Is it any wonder we were singing about getting promoted yesterday? No, I don't. I, I, I don't think it is. I think it's quite understandable. And you know, when you add factoring the goal difference as well, because we're on plus thirty, it's really seven points. It's really a seven point gap because the, yeah. the difference is that vast at this stage. So you know, we're in effect, in effect, three games ahead of them um, mm. in that sense. So yeah, it's it's easy to get carried away. And again, I think after that performance, you know, and after the week we've had, you know, with. Uh, yeah, with the amount of goals, it's just it is a case of who is. I know we said we said this last time, but it is a case of who is going to stop us. You know, when we're in this form and we're in this run, and defensively as well, we're not letting it. We're not letting in any goals. You know, it is a case of you know who is going to stop us. And you know, we got Barnsley coming up after the international break. Do do we have any fear from them? You know, if it was last season's Barnsley, maybe, but they're a different side now, so. It's quite understandable why the why the talk why the talk is there. You know, we were talking about it earlier in the season, but after the run we've just had, it 
it just you know you don't want to count chickens or anything but it just does seem inevitable at this point yeah we're us and bournemouth definitely are the two best teams in the league aren't we you know i feel like we've proved it we played west brom battered them played qpr battered them battered stoke and got battered by coventry but we're still we're still clear so uh, it's a good place to be and all right it's still a long way to go in the season but um yeah, it's definitely a healthy position for us. And obviously only two points behind top as well. Um, yeah, it's it's brilliant for us. I do obviously feel sorry for, you've mentioned about Warnock, I feel quite sorry for him getting sacked, which is funny because I hate Neil Warnock. Um, but I did feel quite sorry for him. Um, but yeah, I think we're definitely going up. But don't want to be too cocky about it just in case it comes back to bite us on the arse. Mm. Yeah. Um, and what about the uh, so fuck off Scotty Parker? We've got Marco Silva. He's a genius song uh, to Slade to come on, feel the noise. Marco Silva, is he a genius? I wasn't singing it. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> I think I was the loudest one in the stand, wasn't I? Singing it. <laughs> and, through the, yeah, through the town, and through the town centre afterwards, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, very true. But it wasn't me that started it, to be fair. So uh, that's what you've got to remember. I was a joiner. He is a, he is a genius, though. He is a genius. Yeah. We're scoring with, goals. With Barnsley, yeah. And with Barnsley and Derby coming up at home in the next two games, that only calls for one thing for me, and that is, that is cottage cheese. <laughs> Oh my goodness me. Um, is he a genius? I mean, he's had a brilliant start to life at Fulham, hasn't he, Marco Silva? And um, yeah, if, if he gets us up playing this style of football, and I, th- I think the proof will be in the pudding as to whether or not he can keep us up if we go up. That will be um, that'll be the real question, Baldo. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think that will I think that will be the ultimate test because you know, as we saw with Scott Parker, you know, everyone really liked him and you know he had he had a decent personality and everything, and you know, with the whole Chinese after the promotion thing. Yeah, but that will be the ultimate test because you know the expectations were on him to get to take us to take us up because you know, with the squad that we have at our disposal, it's you know, I'm not saying anyone could do it, but it, it, he, everything was it. Everything he was given as many advantages as you could ask for. So the real test will be whether or not he can keep us up. You know, we're, we're on a good, you know, we're at a good starting position again. If we were, we're at a good starting position. There will obviously yeah, probably probably will be some changes to the squad, but at least we will be able to go in if there aren't any too too drastic changes. We'll be able to go in with some level of confidence and. Yeah, that will be whether or not he can keep us up because it's a point that you know J Mac brings up. Once we get one level of Premier League, you know, once we get past that first season and we can take, you know, two years worth of Premier League, uh, Premier League money, then we can really start to be something and you know start to, you know, be more uh, stable and you know, back to where we were. You know, the thirteen years under our fight. We just need really need that one season under our belt. And I think based on what we've seen this season, you would back us to at least have a fighting chance compared to what we've done the last two times we're in the league. Let's hope so, mate. Hey, let's hope so. All right, let's come on to man of the match here. Then we go. Just going to give it to Mitrovic. You know, game-winning <laughs> goal. Heck, big three points for us. Um, yeah, it's funny. I wouldn't give him man of the match after he got a hat-trick, but I'll give him man of the match after winning 1-0. So, yeah. funny that. But yeah, Mitrovic gets man of the match for me. Yeah, nice one. All right, Dylan, how about you? Uh, I'll give it to Rodak just for the fact he probably saved two of those points for us at the end with that with that master save. And yeah, I don't want to say Mitrovic every week. I'm getting a bit bored of it, so I'll go for I'll go for Rodak this time. 
Yeah, it's boring having a player that scores so many goals, isn't it? I know what you mean. How about you, Baldo? Um, I'll go for Alfie Mawson for uh, his excellent <laughs> job at the back, uh, uh, securing the three, securing the three points. I'll give it to Alfie Mawson. No, Rodak. It's got to be Rodak for for the for the whole ninety minutes. It's got to be Rodak. Yeah, I, I was thinking Rodak as well, but just to be different, I'm going to say Harry Wilson, who I thought had another very good game. Um, yeah, he, he almost took the game by the scruff of the neck in that second half, and he was running things for for quite a lot of the time. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Harry Wilson, but yeah, I, I can't argue with uh, with Rodak either. Absolutely brilliant game for him from him. Sorry. Um, one last thing, I was just going to ask um, ask you boys what you thought about Peterborough as an away day because we thought, we went past the stadium on the um, on the train as well, didn't we? And uh, and just kind of thought, oh look at that tiny little tin pot shack. But I love grounds like that. They're, I far prefer going somewhere like Peterborough, grounds with a bit of character rather than a soulless bowl by the side of the motorway. What what did you boys think? I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a nice ground, nice nice drinks before, um, good atmosphere, to be fair, from the home fans and the away fans. I was sort of sat between it both. And yeah, honestly, three points. So all in all, a, a really good day out, I'd say. Yeah, I had a great day. You know, just nice ground, old school ground. Um, nice walk from the centre <laughs> to the ground. The company I was with was a little bit dodgy, <laughs> but you know, well... Uh, We'll let that one slide. Um, but as you say, going to the bowls, you know, the Reddings, the Stokes, the Hull, the Middlesbroughs, boring. There's no character. There's no life. These grounds, they've got a bit of character about them. And, you know, I love those sorts of grounds. And it was a really good day. And obviously the wind does help. Yeah, they're few and far between these places, aren't they? So, yeah, I, I did. And, and it's not actually that far, is it? It's only like 45 minutes on the on the train up from, from King's Cross. So it's good to see so many Fulham make the effort. And I think part of that was to do with the fact that uh, it, it wasn't very far, but the fact that we haven't played them for years, that was a, that was a new away ground for me. And I've done I've done the majority of them, to be honest, but that, that was a new one for me. So it's good, good to tick it off. Cool. All right. Well, I think that's your lot for this week. Thanks, lads, as always. You can go off and deal with your hangovers for the rest of your Sunday now. Thanks to you for listening at home, as always. We'll be back on Thursday this week. I'll have Danny, Tristan Paturicic, and also Simeon Golan from Sky Sports with me. And we're going to be having a look at what we've seen from Fulham so far this season and talk about just how much we think this team can achieve. It's the international break now, so have fun in whatever non-Fulham-related activities you're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks and speak to you soon. Cheers. Thank you.